What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to the Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! You're here at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, 4327 Main Street. I'm pretty, I'm certain. I'm pretty certain. Hi. Also, who else is here? Who else is here with us, JD, (laughs) here in the complex? Introduce yourself, young sir. Well, it's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy from the starting five. And I got my main man, JP, in the back with me. He going to be probably quiet on this, but say what's up. What up, what up, what up, everyone? What's going on? <laughs> That's exactly how he intros every show, flat. flat. But it's all right, though. We got to have that balance of idiot and old guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like a radio show, idiot and the old guy. Sorry, we keep getting customers. This is unexpected. I keep getting customers. My new spot is blowing up. I told you you're going to, you have the foot traffic now. Yeah, man. You are in the heart of Maniunk. You are the heartbeat of Maniunk. And it's almost 1,000 degrees outside, yeah, so people yeah. want to cool yeah. off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they feel that cold air come rushing out underneath the doors. Like, oh, they got AC going on in there. You know what else we got going on? Letters. Oh, we got letters. Oh, we, we got, got lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. All right, so we got the Home Dad Abroad says we have to talk about... Bobby? Yes, we do. Uh, yo, Len and JD of Gutter Talk fame, so following under that show's email section. And no, I'm not letting that tiny nitpick go ever. <clears throat> Obviously, you have some problems, JD. I don't the know pro- what that means. What does this mean? It means that you must have filed one of his emails under a different another, show. A different show. Well, th- listen. Oh, by the way, good. If you guys are writing in, let us know what show it's for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go. The problem with Bobby Drake. Oh, where to begin? Iceman came out. Okay, fine. Life takes funny turns for everybody in the real world. Why not in the comic book world? So Iceman is gay. I have no problem with that since, as you pointed out, his romantic relationships slash entanglements have never played any kind of noticeable role in any of the titles he inhabited. Even if Bobby Drake's deeply passionate love of Ms. Hottie Baum Alati formed the emotional weighty spine of the legendary Bronze Age run of Marvel's Ice Hot comic book about the crazy polar adventures of a solo X-Men trying to shore up the ice caps 20 years before the mainstream of America even began to craft specious 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 arguments claiming that there is no such thing as climate change it would still be absolutely fine and justified to claim that Bobby just didn't know who he really was yet at that time hold on a sec For all those fair weather fans frantically Googling a fictitious comic book and history for a character they often pretend to know everything about, that gripping tale never happened. Bobby Drake was just the kid on the team, even decades later when actual teenagers showed up and were creatively called New Mutants who made passing humorous remarks about serious storylines. But there is a problem with Iceman being gay, and it is in the storytelling. No. Correct me if I'm wrong, to which I will obviously fire back a deep dive into why you are wrong. (laughs) But Bobby came out after meeting his 1960s younger self, who was dragged into the present to fix the future and ended up never leaving, thus resulting in an unresolved time paradox and yet was more self-aware of his feelings than his much older and wiser present day version of himself. 60s Bobby shows up, says, I'm gay, duh. And 21st century Bobby says, how can that be? Oh, wait, then I must really be gay despite never having had feelings or hints to that end of in all of the social interactions I've ever taken part in. But 60s me is, so that flips the switch for me. 
That's not how people work or how character growth works. Even Bendis is better than that, and he wrote it. Maybe if that pronouncement had started older Iceman on a path of self-discovery that eventually led to him a to a dawning realization, it would have worked. But as it stood, if 60s Iceman was really the past version, at what point did he go running into the closet and pop a fistful of forget-me-nots? Forget-me-nows. Forget-me-nows. It's from Arrested Development. It, come on, it's a <laughs> reference. Yeah, I hear you. In order to grow into older Bobby. 60s Bobby is too aware of himself, too comfortable in who that is, and too open to others about it, to believably run for the hills in his own psyche. Clearly, this means that 60s Bobby is not the young version of older Bobby, which means that the 60s X-Men came from an alternate universe, which explains why their never leaving hasn't collapsed the entire 616. It means that the point of the story that brought them to the present is moot. But it also means that older Bobby, 616 Iceman, the one who never had his own ice hot comic is not automatically gay it is still possible that he is inside where it counts but again he would have to take the aforementioned journey to get there or maybe in this alternate world of the 616 he isn't gay there is no right or wrong answer to who bobby drake is there is just a wrong way to tell it now stop talking about interesting stuff for a couple of weeks i've got shit to do the home dad abroad Oh, God damn. Off that now, I, I had to ask, because he kind of did ask in that. How, in a quick minute or two, if y'all know, why did they make Iceman gay? Uh, I'm assuming it's, representation. Yeah, I, That's, that's kind of what I got out of that yeah. Yeah. When, I, when I heard about it. But it just, doesn't it, it, it seem such to be like a random-ass character to pick? Was it to bring him, just to bring him into the, bring him back into the forefront in some sort of a way? Well, I think you choose random. I, I, I guess you could say that he's random, but I think also you're trying to choose somebody that doesn't have such a history that to make him gay, you're right. rewriting I, history, even though they more or less rewrote history. Gotcha. Um, but it, it, it won't run that far against the way the character has been represented. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. You, I mean, you wouldn't turn Cyclops gay. Right. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Right. You know, and I think part of my argument before this, when other people would get upset about it on my other show, is, oh, you're you're upset that he's gay now. What was his girlfriend's name? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, so, I think people you know. would people would love for some type of term with Cyclops because everybody seems to have a problem with him out here. Uh, he's, Cyclops <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Suckclops. Um, Suckclops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything. It's so difficult. I I don't know. It goes on for so long that I have trouble uh, remembering if there are any questions. Uh, what is that really? Any questions? Oh, I mean, it is pretty bad. So it reminds me of even when I was a kid. Uh, kid, I was. I guess I was in college when um, <laughs> Buffy came out. When Buffy uh, was doing its thing, right. and then all of a sudden, because I loved Willow, and mm. I loved Willow and Oz specifically as a couple, and then uh, Willow went and made out with uh, Amber Tamblyn, whatever her name is. Mm -hmm. uh, I forget her name on the show. And all of a sudden, she was like, I'm gay, duh. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how that works, yeah. guys. Uh, two episodes ago, she was straight. Um, so I, 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 f I feel what he's talking about with storytelling. You can't just do a thing. 
you need to have a little bit of character development and a little bit of growth with it. You can't just be like, here's a, here's a flip that we have, here's a switch that we have now flipped. Right. Um, and I know someone had written in a while ago and been like, oh, there were hints earlier. And it's like, it just felt really rushed to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't care that Iceman is gay. Um, but I also haven't been reading X-Men. I haven't cared about the X-Men in a long time. Me neither. Um, so I understand that the storytelling wasn't that great on that. So thank you for the email. Home Dad. Abroad. We got another one. We do. Who's this email from, J.D.? Well, oh, let you. me guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. It's Oh, my God. It's so short. Christopher Goodnight wrote us. He didn't write a book this week? He didn't write a book. What? A couple of LGTBQ positive books that weren't mentioned. Because we did a queer as hell episode a couple episodes back. Was that last episode? Last episode. It was the last episode. Yes, it was a Pride Month episode. I'm on it just like these guys are. I just, like I said, I just don't write y'all books. Oh, and you you don't harass me. When uh, it's not posted on time? No, no, no. I just remember one thing, but I'll give you that picture before we leave. Y'all forgot. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. I didn't forget. I knew he was going to bring it up eventually. I'm it's like, all right. It's all right, though. You see, when, when you ain't said no that, pressure. When no you pressure. said that he was coming, I was like, is that the guy that we owe the picture to? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Rat Queens, Christopher Goodnight says, Betty the Smidgen is gay, and I believe Orc Dave is trans. Mm. And out of the past, we have, of course... Why the Last Man and Peter David's X Factor. Shout out to Shatterstar and Richter. Okay. As far as Strangers in Paradise goes, I tried it and I wasn't a fan. I didn't care for date the day-to-day real life aspect of it. Okay. Hey Len! When are the Black Tribbles gonna do another spoiled tribbles? I don't think we've had one since Black Panther. Chris, Saint Saucy, good night. Cool. My man kept it short and You must and not pay sweet. attention because y'all no, we had actually, plenty no, of them. No, we have. We actually haven't done. Uh, I think we. I think we have done a, a spoiled tribbles since uh, Black Panther. I think we did Ready Player One. Um, oh, I didn't hear that. Didn't one. y'all do Infinity? Well, you kind of mixed it into. Yeah, we did. The we, other did shows. we did do an Infinity Wars. It wasn't really like wholeheartedly in a, a, a spoiled tribbles. What happens, however, is that. Most of the spoiled tribbles were me, just to answer your question, Chris, most of the spoiled tribbles were because um, me or Jason would go to the press screenings. So we would be able to get the the uh, reviews out either like the, with the movie coming out or not that long after. But life has gotten in the way for both of us. Mm-hmm. And we're the most, of the crew, we're the ones that... Um, most accessible to go to the press screenings. So that honestly is what happens. We just haven't been able to get to them or if we do, then able to record the show in a timely manner that it makes sense to put it out. So because then, you know, you're you're doing the episode and then you the the Thursday radio show and you might as well just talk about it there. So that's honestly what it is. But, you know, we'll we'll get to more, Chris. You know, don't worry. You know, he he brings up Strangers in Paradise and uh, Saint Saucy, I wonder how far you read into that book mm. because I know it starts off. First of all, it starts off sort of cartoonishly feminist, um, which doesn't do it any favors. Uh, it's, it's pretty cutesy uh, in the first mini series that they did, but then after that, it really does do some. It's more romantic. Uh, what's it called? Triangles type yeah. stuff. Yeah, it is. But then after that, they start delving into Katina's past. Yeah, and th- see, which is it's, really it's a book that over the course of its long run takes on different tones. Yeah, um, which can be challenging to a reader mm-hmm. because 
intermixed in between those tones, there are two things that are happening. One, to his point, there are some kind of like, you know, day by day, just life mm-hmm. going on type of situation where if you're not into that type of comic book, yeah. then can be a little challenging, especially because Terry Moore, as much as I love Terry Moore, has a tendency to draw a lot of his characters looking the same. Yeah. So sometimes you're not sure of exactly which character you're reading. Mm. And then you realize like, oh, this is not Katina. Yeah. It's actually, you know, somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that could be challenging. And then also, and again, I think this is Terry Moore trying to challenge himself. The book um, shifts periodically in its format. Yeah. In that it'll be a straight comic book, but then there'll be about 10 pages of just like, like, uh, just like a novel. Straight, like a novel. Or, prose. or then there'll be uh, four pages where there are just the lyrics to a song mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. a poem. And some, sometimes for, for if you're like the basic, you know, just very basic comic book reader, and let's be honest, the basic comic book reader is a DC Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. You trying to get into that, that can, you know, bump up against your head. You know, plus you're reading something that's black and white. So, yeah. you know, so. Color would help that book out a bit. Kind of yeah, like especially with Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The art, like sometimes the character faces look a little similar. So yeah. having different hair colors helps. From Steve Tozen, the $6 million triple. Hey guys, long time listener. Really enjoy the show and your love of comics. I've finally gotten myself to write a coherent thought or two down and wanted to ask you guys a question. Has there ever been a limited or fully published series featuring Storm or Misty Knight or Spectrum, formerly Captain Marvel, or Ironheart written by a black woman? I am almost certain that is a no. Oh, yeah, almost certainly no. Yeah. yeah, no. Uh, I think they've had. I think Misty and Storm have both had miniseries. Yeah. Because uh, Misty had the Heroes for Hire, mm-hmm. um, and Storm, I think you know she's had a couple of series. Also, um, Daughters of the Dragon. Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and I don't. Th- I don't think like when she was um, Captain Marvel. I don't think she ever had one. Am I missing a? Look, but she did have her own comic, though. Who? Monica Rambeau. Didn't she have her own comic? That's Captain Marvel? She might have done. I don't remember. I don't know if it ever got collected. That was definitely before the trade days. Um, am I missing a, a prominent black woman comic book writer? that I, I can't can't think of one. The the most prominent one that I can think of off the top of my head, because I don't know, like, the like you know the race of all the writers, yeah. is uh, Sheena Howard. Doctor, I have no idea who that is. Dr. Sheena Howard, the creator of the... Um, the Encyclopedia of Black Comics, and who is now, oh, what's the comic book that she writes? It's not noble. Are you looking up Sheena Howard? What no, about? I was looking up Rebecca Gre- Rebecca Gay because she was working on the Black Panther series with Ta-Nehisi Coates. That was the name I was. I couldn't think of the name, but that was the woman I was about. Not to Not the mention. pictures that have come up. No, <laughs> unless I've unless I've Googled the wrong Rebecca Gray I'm or not Gay. Sure. Sheena Howard. Doctor Sheena Howard, aka the Trickster Tribble, I believe. God no, damn. everyone's a is triple. she Trickster Tribble? She's gonna kill me. Um, she is the writer, co-author of uh, Superb from uh, ah. Catalyst Prime, which is a comic book about uh, a meteor hitting the Earth and all these kids getting powers from it, including one person who has Down syndrome. Uh, but then, once it comes in contact with the meteor, 
develops the ability to temporarily mute and paralyze people with rays that are shot out from uh, from his eyes. Nice. Yeah. So Sheena Howard, she's the only black uh, uh, female writer that I know. But but Rebecca Gay. Right. Okay. So there you go. That's that's yeah, two. I, I just remember like I said when the whole resurgence of Black Panther was coming, mm-hmm. they made a big deal about her being yeah. one of the writers on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't read right. it. Um, so to answer yeah. his question, no, 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 no woman of color has written um, a solo story of any of those characters. Did we talk about this already? About how uh, I had seen an article headline that was. Marvel finally moving ahead with Black Widow movie, seeking female director. Did we talk about this? I don't believe so, but I do remember seeing that article. Because I, like a dumbass, I clicked onto the comments, and I went, I wonder how shitty these comments are going to be. Lo and behold, I was not disappointed. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of comments like, oh, well, if we have a Pinocchio movie... Should it be a... Uh, a wooden boy director? Maybe a Muppet. <laughs> and if, there's, if it's a movie about cats, I guess we have to have a cat director now. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, it's representation. Again, it's, it's someone having characters being written by someone who may or may not actually know what that experience is like in reality, right? Yes, yes. Um, they go on. I ask because I found myself this year catching up on a ton of Marvel comics from 2009 to the present and have encountered a few series here or there featuring these characters as well as engaging in other series such as Ms. Marvel, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Ultimates Volume 2, The Invincible Iron Man featuring Ironheart, Spider-Man featuring Miles Morales, Fearless, blah, blah, blah. So he lists a bunch of stuff. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist and many others featuring what would be called diverse characters, quote, unquote. What I found was that in many cases, I wound up enjoying a character more because their voice and inner thoughts were very layered and complete. I realized that I felt that way about the first two seasons of Luke Cage as well. And while I don't expect my conclusion to be required in all instances, I can say in most cases, I enjoyed a character infinitely better when they were written by someone who in reality mirrored the character in some way. Again, I don't want to give the impression I don't want to read or watch any ethnic characters written by white men, but the attempts can feel clumsy. Chris Claremont wrote two Storm solo series uh, that, in my humble opinion, are required reading for understanding Storm's true motivations and why she is a Marvel Comics A-lister. Her more recent limited series didn't even come close. Brian Michael Bendis is a lead person in the elevation of Luke Cage to the A-list, as well as the creator of Miles Morales and Riri. But despite reading tons of new Avengers, Luke Cage, Power Man and Iron Fist, Fist and even Alias, I get more layers of depth from a few episodes of Luke Cage than I do the comics, and even more so from the MCU's Misty Knight. Usually comics allow a character to be more wordy or show a lot of examples of their depth because you can go from one scene to another in essentially the blink of an eye. It's much harder to do on television. But I'd offer that MCU Luke is a better, more complete character than the 616 Luke Cage. And a lot of it, I think, is based on how the writer can relate to their experience. I'd be floored to find out that none of the writers who invoked the Catholic experience in Daredevil, by comparison, were not raised in the Catholic religion. Mm, That's a good point. Considering there's been a lot of discussion in recent years regarding diverse characters in comics, I wanted to at least deep dive and go through a lot of the modern material and form my own opinion. Steve is a diver. Holy shit, that's also, that's rare. This email is deep enough, though. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I found myself particularly disappointed in the series featuring black women as leads. The voice felt wrong, 
unauthentic, dry. I wonder what it would take to give black women a chance to give us their take on these wonderful heroes. And if you can point out any story arcs or titles written by black women, I'm ready to invest time and dollars to experience it. I loved Erica Alexander's Concrete Park, and I know there have got to be other comic examples. This is a discussion that needs to be had. Live long and prosper. Steve Tozen, the $6 million triple. That wasn't that long. That wasn't that long. Um, that's because JD is an excellent reader. Oh, thank you. Um, Hooked on phonics worked for me. Well, I, I, <laughs> I brought up Superb by yeah. uh, Dr. Sheena Howard. So that's a good comic book to start. Uh, I, I, too, liked Erica Alexander's work on Concrete Park. I believe she actually is co-writing, I think, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer now. Oh. Uh, as well. Then I, I'm trying to think of any other comic. I can't think, I think of it's one, I think it's a woman of color that, that did Bingo Love. Oh! Which is an excellent comic book. And it's, a, and it's one story. T. Franklin, Jen St. Ange, and Joy San? Yeah, I think, that, I think they're women of color. I would hope that this story about two gay black women was written by a black woman. I heard about that. I heard yeah, that was T. really Franklin. good. Yeah, I, th I think T. Franklin is in fact a woman of color. So, because um, they were at um, they were at amalgam. That's a this a the problem that he's discussing though is a, a a huge problem throughout history with everything when it comes to just any kind of level of entertainment with oh, yeah. black folks being behind the helm of any piece of content pertaining black folks. Like that's why I would say Black Panther the movie was as important as it was because of Ryan Coogler directing and writing it and, and, you know, including that influence of who he is, where he came up from. And it, it's beyond important. I mean, representation nowadays has been, you know, the major topic at hand in almost everything you think of. Yeah. But I can see in, in comic books where it was and kind of still is a male, white male-driven uh, you industry. know, industry yeah. and, and, and product. And, but yet still, us people of color still buy no matter what because we're still fans. Yeah, you're fans. But I agree with him, though, on the let's get more representation into the product. So, But but it all stems to something we talked about pre-show mm -hmm. and like how we mentioned what Randy mentioned and what a number of us has mentioned. You still got to get out and buy it. As Randy would say, rip your shit. It. That's right. At the end of the day, it don't mean nothing if you don't go out and, and buy the comic book. Yeah. Um, you got you to gotta support. Uh, I, look up, um, there's a comic book called, um, is it called The Abbott or Just Abbott? Oh, Abbott. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna, I'm not sure exactly who creates that. I think there may be some people of color behind that as well. That's another comic book that I am so eagerly waiting for it to get into trade so that I can um, oh, purchase it. Ahmed. Yeah? Uh, man. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I know, I know the protagonist is a woman of color, so I wasn't sure. That, that certainly doesn't mean that the writer has to be, has to be a woman of color, um, which, is, which is telling because it's a book that I think is... Um, very progressive and the characters I read in the first issue because I didn't read past mm. that was well told and I felt that the voice was authentic even though it was a man yeah Saladin Ahmed um, and I remember he had had a little tweet storm recently or shortly after the book had come out where he was having some issues um, or having some thoughts about people always asking him so why did you decide to write it about a black woman 
And he's like, if if I had written it about a white guy, no one would ask me that question. Yeah. 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 That's deep. All of the work, my most successful published work, has been with a female protagonist, mm. a black female protagonist. So I just, you know, there's just something about female protagonists that I just happen to enjoy yeah. more, more than, and I, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I was raised by women. I don't have a dad. Uh, I didn't really have any um, authentic good role models, male role models when mm -hmm. I was growing up, other than my big brother. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I don't know what that is. Uh, or if it's just, I've read so many straight white protagonists that I'm just, I just like it when something different happens. <laughs> or, or is it that the, the, uh, a, writing from a woman's point of view allows you the freedom to be as diverse in your storytelling and with the feelings that you want to project onto your, onto your character as opposed to writing from a male point of view where sometimes... But that brings up a whole different conversation, doesn't it? That brings up masculinity and versus femininity and why can't I write a, a quote-unquote, a, a male who's having the same emotions uh, or, you yeah. know, the emotional capabilities of a woman, yeah. right? Yeah, that's you're true. Just, you're just projecting your own feelings on what... Uh, masculinity is onto this character who could have very many of the same feelings as your female protagonist. You're right. You're absolutely right. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I do not know why it is. But it's fun to talk about. It. You know. I like it. Um, so thank you so much. That was Steve Tozen. The six million, million dollar triple, half yeah. of the ten billion dollar couple of triples. Oh, cute. With his uh, his lady. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> they 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 and they and they spend it they spend it very wisely and um, very uh, charitably. I, I I I love them both. Uh, JD, oi! I exclaimed. Yes. Have you seen the image of Robin? Ah, from Titans that hit the internet this week. I have. What say you of said image of said hero? What I say is, hey, do you remember that show uh, maybe 15 years ago? It was, on, was it on the WB or something like that? It was called Birds of Prey? Yes. That's what I say. Looks Birds of prey -ish? Looks like Birds of Prey. That's not a good, that's not a good selling point because that was an awful show. It was an awful show. I watched it because like, I, I had this conversation with a customer yesterday um, that these young boys these days don't really understand what it was like growing up. And we, as, as geeks who liked comic books and any sort of thing that we would take yeah, yeah. just because it was peripherally related to something that we enjoyed in comic books. That's very true. Smallville, Birds of Prey. You know, um, you know, to that end, a quick aside, I was, I felt as I've lately have fallen down YouTube rabbit holes. Oh yeah, yeah. A big time. We've all done it. So I was going down a rabbit hole of looking up uh, something about Wonder Woman and up popped this image of the first time that Wonder Woman showed up in a media outside of a comic book. Oh, I don't, not, I don't think I've ever seen that. And, and, um, and this is not like that, that crazy BS one minute pilot that they did back in the 60s. I didn't even see that. Oh, you never saw that? No. Uh, it's really it's really stupid. It was from the makers of Batman. Um, it was about uh, Wonder Woman 
being like she was like this repressed girl up in her room and she wanted to be like a superhero to get out get out there and she's looking in the mirror you know she, she's wonder woman with all with all the accoutrements she's like i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna do do my thing yeah. and then the it like more or less flips and you see that it actually is an old woman as wonder woman that is running out to get there it was, it was going to be a what comedy. the hell it was one minute long it was stupid. I don't it, even it, understand what's happening. It was it, it was really stupid. Trust I gotta go check it out. Yeah. But yeah, tell me tell me about the first. But the but the actual first time that actually truly hit the airwaves, Wonder Woman showed up in the media outside of comic books, was on an episode of the old nineteen seventies cartoon, The Brady Kids. What? There was a cartoon about the Brady Kids? The Brady Kids and Wonder Woman showed up on one of those episodes. Interesting. I was like, wow. This was before the Super Friends. Wow. Oh, I see it. And it looks, yeah, a, it it looks atrocious. Yeah, it's really it's and it's really weird. She's just are, are you what are you looking at? Yeah, that's her. That's her that's her in that episode. I don't know. I think she looks good. Uh, well, she to me, this it, picture is that Diana? This picture, yeah, she's this she's more represent uh uh, she looks like the, she looks the, more resembled of the woman Wonder the, Woman the Wonder of today. Wonder Woman, well, she looks like the Wonder Woman from World War II. Yeah, that the, 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 yeah, first big of all, black curls with the you know the bun. Yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. looking at the, at body type though. Yeah, because it's, it's nobody not, replaces Linda Carter. It's mm. not good. It's not despite no, the no. granny panties. I don't care. Yeah, it's not good. Those eyes. So I'm just saying, like you know, so sometimes you know, I I forgot you said something that. <laughs> How did we get here? I forgot you said something. Speaking of holes, that we triggered. We were talking it. about Robin. Robin. Yeah, talking about Robin. And yeah, you're talking about Birds you. of Prey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, because I mean, we had to take it, because we had to take it when we got it. Yeah. That yeah. was the first time Wonder Woman, so boom. Yep. That was it. Like, there was a, like, Superman actually showed up on um, Sesame Street because, because of S. S is for Superman. No kidding. And, 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 and saving and storm because there's this ship and ship. That is like out at sea, and caught oh. in a storm, and 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 Superman is saving them, and he's like, "Remember, kids, S is for Superman," and it was on Sesame Street. Oh, that was cute. my favorite part of Sesame Street because it was Superman. I got one, uh, Spider Man, on the Electric Factory, showed electric up. Company, Electric Company, Electric Factory is a is a, a club here in Philly. Um, electric. Company, right? And he would show up, and he would have word bubbles. He would never speak. He never spoke. Yeah, never spoke. And he wasn't called Spider Man. Wait, 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 wait. What was he called? He was called Spidey. Oh, he was there called... was a song too, wasn't there? I don't know. If there wasn't was a there song. a Spidey when he, he might have had his song? own music. That, that sounds was... like in toy version. That sounds like the Woolworth toy that had no moving parts. Yeah. <laughs> it just stayed like this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he um, was called Spidey, oh, and right. because and then because it was um, uh, Marvel did a subsequent you know tie-in comic book series that was called Spidey Super Stories, in which he actually did talk and battle all of his villains. But on the Electric Company, he never battled any of his villains. He was just you know teaching people how to. Um, he was just teaching people how to to uh, read. <laughs> was that the music? I don't think that was the music. I'd, I'm, I'm almost serious. The music that that was not the music, Jaden. Because I needed to learn how to read from Spider-Man. Spider-Man. No. Where are 
No, that wasn't it. That was that had nothing to do with the electric company. No, that what? wasn't it. No. What is that from? No, I had no idea. That's somebody just wanted to do Spider-Man. All your daughters as heroes, right? And, and they love heroes. They love Teen Titans Go. I know. Oh, sweet. I know that's something. Which, real quick, before we do run, why is there so much hate towards that? Because I don't. Right, I mean, I maybe it you. takes you need to have kids, but that show is freaking hilarious. Is it? All right. So here's the thing. I, don't um, get me. I'll, I'll start singing the Sour Grapes song, and my daughters love it because. Oh uh, man, song. listen. All I know is Spider-Man. Play, um, play that song because that it's in like a almost like Roger Troutman zap kind of oh 80s semi-funk kind of song. Like it's hilarious though. Hey you Titans! Now what, Kid Flash? I haven't seen you since I beat you in that foot race. Fair and square. You mean when you cheated? What is what is that? What are you doing? Mm, oh, sorry. Excuse me. I'm just uh, enjoying these sour grapes you brought. What you got there, sour grapes? You got a grip of sour grapes. Ooh, them sour grapes. You brought them sour grapes. Sour grapes, sour grapes. You got them sour grapes. Oh, sour grapes. You brought a grip of sour grapes. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. He got them sour grapes. Sour grapes, sour grapes. You got them sour grapes. Oh, yes, you do. You got them. My experience with the Teen Titans Go is that there was an amazing show called Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and it was a really good cartoon just about the Teen Titans, Teen Tightening it up, yes. just doing what Teen Titans do. And they would have some, you know, they would go back and forth with Slade. For some reason, they kept calling him Slade. His name is Deathstroke. I guess Deathstroke is like too, yeah, too, too dark for a cartoon. Right. Um, but it was a pretty solid Teen Titans cartoon. And then in between. You know, at the beginning of the episode and maybe at the end of the episode, they'd be like, oh, we're going to play video games or we're going to talk about eating pizza. And then, you know, Cyborg will scream, booyah. And then that would be the episode. Then they got rid of that and they did Young Justice. And then I went, oh, snap. Young Justice is one of the best cartoons that I've ever seen. I loved it. It was two seasons. Uh, I can't wait for the third season. Super into it. Then that got canceled. And then they brought me Teen Titans Go. And I went, oh, Teen Titans, all right, you know what? They're getting rid of Young Justice, but I get it. You know, it's a little, maybe it's a little too involved or convoluted for kids. So they're going to bring back the other Teen Titans with the same cast even. Oh, shit. Same cast. This is going to be great. And then I saw it, and I said, oh, this is just the pizza and the video games and the booyah with no stories. There's no, like, actual superheroing going on. It's just kids making fart jokes and eating pizza. And I went, this is not what I want. I am not the audience for this. F this in the B. So I peaced out. That's my <laughs> feeling on Teen Titans Go. That being said, I saw the trailer for the, for the movie. movie. The movie, yeah. I, got, I, got, I, got, yeah. I chuckled. I'm, I can't wait for that either. But I, the show is hilarious because you don't... The, the, the thing I, I, I got to say when it comes to even watching that... It's the same thing I say when it comes to a lot of other things. It's like you got to forget what was prior to and uh, accept it for what it is. Yes, you have and to understand, forget the past. Kill it if you have. Well, not, well, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to forget. That's you, you know they they force us to remember 9/11. So yeah. never forget what your past was. Yeah. 
But I was just referencing the last Jedi, <laughs> except except the new, mm-hmm. and just accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know that's why people can't stand episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars because <laughs> they wanted to backtrack and think, oh well. This ain't my old Star Wars. Instead of just accepting it as a new, uh, I'm gonna I take get, umbrage with that statement. I get, the, and say, I get the hate of the Metaclorians and all that, but I I and like trade them. embargoes. <laughs> three movies about trade embargoes. I and I, if politics. you watch it, if well, not to spiral off into that realm, but if you if you watch that in the series in the, in the order that I looked up online, the best way to watch them, oh. it actually were enjoyable and it made sense to the story. Yeah, but you whole. shouldn't have to watch movies in a certain order based on to like them. You're you, right. They were put out in a certain order to be a cohesive story. If it doesn't work that way, then it doesn't work. True, but again, not to keep in that realm, I'm sure at first with the first three, they didn't think that they were coming back and going backwards yeah. when they created the first the, the the unofficial first three that no, was the last three. No, I'm he, sure he always, didn't he always they talked a good them. game about it, but mm-hmm. I don't think he he never really truly had the stories stories written. Oh no! Also, I don't know if you've ever done this. Speaking of deep dives, if you've ever gone back and sort of researched what uh, the original Star Trek script that George Lucas has written, the original Star Wars. Star Wars. Why I say Star Trek? Oh yeah. shit on me. Yeah, Star Wars. Um, thank God that movie wasn't made. Yeah. It, you know, the only reason that the that. Star Wars films, four, five, and six, were as good as they were, was a bunch of happy accidents and coincidences that helped George Lucas yep. uh, fix all of his ramblings yes. into something coherent. Yes. And then, uh, you know, there are people going, hey, George, let's do, maybe maybe let's do this other thing instead of the thing that you want to do. Uh, and because he was just nobody at the time, he went, all right. And yeah. then... Uh, by the time the one, two, and three happened, he was George motherfucking Lucas. So and then nobody any, can say, say yeah, no, no yeah. one can say boo. Yeah. yeah so uh, people don't remember because he directed the first one, but I don't think he directed two and three. Nope. I mean, like, I mean, uh, you know, of uh, four the original, and five and six, five right. and six, five and six. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll, so, we did the right, dive. So, we're, no, no, no. So I said, so Teen Titans goes pretty much. Oh, I, that's kind of what you described. Is kind of what I've, I've gotten from mm-hmm. it, and it's just a matter of. Well, this ain't my Teen Titans, which is the same thing that you guys describe from comic books every few episodes when it comes to people saying, oh, like, that's not my original Superman. Yeah. You know, that's not my original Batman. Like, you know, and and that's not my, you know, that's not my original Spider-Man, things like that. Like, why do they got to make Spider-Man a a gay Latino boy or things like that? Like, that's not my original. And it's a matter of, like, just stop for a minute. Just accept it for what it is. Don't try to connect everything. Yeah. yeah. You can't try to connect everything because not, you know, most good artists, unless the story calls for it, you gotta let them grow. You gotta let them expand. You gotta let yeah. them open up and try something new. If you don't like it, then hey, okay, that ain't for me. Yeah. I'm gonna go this way. I, you know, um, the same thing happened recently with Thundercats. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yes. Yep. Everyone was yes. real, real hot in the pants about this Thundercats reboot and how it looks too much like Steven Universe and yeah. Adventure Time and stuff like that. And they're like, "What about the amazing Thundercats?" And I'm like, "Have you watched the Thundercats recently? Right. Let it go." Yeah, and so you I, got and the same. We I know you guys talked about that in the past too, but the same people also didn't give the same energy to the other reboot, which mm-hmm. looked great, which was great, but, and yeah. which was better than the original. Actually, right, yeah. right. That's what I've heard. Again, it it all stems back to what we spoke about earlier about. Support what you love. We was talking about that off air with 
different TV shows and things of that nature. We're not going to dive into that, but yeah. support what you like. If you don't like it, I right, put it to the side and move on. You don't have to keep harping on it. I could go into another story that's out of this thing with it comes to just personal social justice things where I witnessed a guy act like an asshole about giving somebody change. But oh, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. I got to <laughs> say peace to y'all because I got to run. Thank y'all for having me for now. And thank you. Yeah, we'll yeah. do this again. Yeah. Awesome. Are we done? Just done. We're done. So thank you uh, so much for joining us on this episode of Gutter Talk. Yes. Email us at blackshirtwills at gmail.com or at copacola at gmail.com. Okay, bye. We'll talk to you later.